episode number 92, First Camaro Show 2017. Welcome to The Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of The Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Camaro Show. First one of the new year. I'm Welcome. Chris. <laughs> 2017. It's sort of an odd year. I don't like odd years. They just, I don't know. They feel different. I like 2016. 2016 felt felt good. It felt normal. 2017, it's only what? I don't know, just like six days, seven days in. Got to get used to it. Got to get used to that that odd number. I don't know, man. I, 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 my perception of what an odd number is may, may differ from yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even odd nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so here we are in 2017. Hope everybody had a nice and safe New Year's Eve. Uh, Chris, what did you do on your New Year's Eve? Absolutely nothing. Stayed home, uh, watched some TV, binged watched all of Stranger Things this entire... Thank you. <laughs> and, and what did you think of it? It was finally? outstanding. And outstanding. Was that, that, that you... I when loved you, it. When you finished it, you were you were like, I wish I watched this earlier. Why didn't I, I loved watch it. this earlier? I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Val yep. and I just wrapped up uh, The Man in the High Castle season two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard that was pretty good. Very good. Very yeah. well done. Cool. Oh, hey, cars. Let's talk about cars. 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 Let's talk about some cars like my dad's dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, a few tidbits of news that came out this week as well as a, a big auto show going on uh, you know, about 10 miles uh, south of me and um, so we're going to talk about some uh, sales figures this week you know it's January now so that means we have the sales figures for last month um, Mark Stilo remember that name oh yeah he's a friend yeah he's working on something else right now uh, ZL1 is uh, the drives that took place last month. Uh, some of the videos are being released. Including that 10-speed automatic in action. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a ton of voicemails. We got an email. Right. And uh, we have a question for you at the end and sort of our memoriam, in memoriam, for Hot Rodders. So let's get into it. 2016, January or, uh, December 2016, <laughs> sales figures. So How'd we, they go? Camaro. Mustang, Challenger. It's kind of weird because Camaro uh, sales figures for 2016, December, right? 7,000 even. 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 7,000 on the dot. On the Dodge dot? <laughs> on the dot. <laughs> yes. What do you think of that? Definitely um, up. I, I think, I think that, that was up from last month. Let me see. Whoever curates those numbers probably had to recount them just to make sure it was right, just because it's, well, I guess, in all theory, it's not any out, of, out of the ordinary as any other number. It's just, like you said, on the dot. On the dot. I didn't write them down from last one. What the heck? On the dodge dot. I know October sales were 6277 Uh November. Where's my November notes? I don't have my November notes. Probably because I was reading it right off of the screen. But anyway, 7,000 sounds good. 
Uh, looks nice like it's round number. Yeah, up thirty-one percent. Uh, Mustang sales in December uh, twenty sixteen, seven thousand sixty-four. Oh, <laughs> wasn't sixty-four the year that the Mustang first came out? 60, 65, I think. But I think you know, imagined in sixty-four. Uh, Mustang is down nineteen percent for the year. Uh, Camaro up thirty-one percent. Uh, Challenger came in at 52.57, up 15% for the year. Um, not a bad end for 2016. Not a bad run for Camaro there at the end. I think there was maybe some incentives in December. I've seen some stuff for 2017 already, so I can't wait to see what January numbers will say as well. Nothing like buying yourself a new Camaro for Christmas. <laughs> uh, that would be nice. That would be real nice. So, there you go. I will tell you that this is a, this is a true story. My first Camaro in 1990, December of 1995. Now that I think about it, so it was wow, 20, 21 years ago. Good grief! Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christmas Day, I actually went out and hugged my Camaro. <laughs> Because cool. I'd owned it for about two weeks by then. Yeah. And sometimes I just go out and just sit in it. And it was too cold, too slippery to drive in, in Michigan. I just go out and sit in that car. Yeah. Well, <sighs> God, I'll never forget that. But anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway. Yeah. So. We have some other things we want to talk about. Do you know the Mar the name Mark Stilo? Not only do I know Mark Stilo, but every Camaro enthusiast should know him as well. Um, I had the pleasure of parking my Camaro next to one of his Camaro creations at LS Fest a few years ago. Um, super cool dude. We've interviewed, I think, didn't we interview him once or twice in the past? Oh, we most certainly have. Yeah. And, uh, he's just, just an all around, very reserved, very quiet, mm -hmm. not, not yeah. a very, um, arrogant car no, guy. Not at all. He's, not at all. But he, yeah. That, he's, he's just a brilliant designer behind that reserved nature. Yeah, so not only was he the program manager for the Gen 5 Camaro Z28, but also in his spare time, he built some pretty cool, like, pro-touring uh, street rods. Yeah. Um, here's, here's an interesting thing, because they did an article on him in Super Chevy this month. That's why I'm talking about it. Yeah. Did you know that his internship with General Motors in 1988 was overseeing the construction of the first eight Camaro 1LE models? <laughs> that I did know that. Wow. In Van Nuys, California. I and didn't know that. That's That was interesting. Yep. And he's been with GM ever since. Yeah. I guess uh, him and him and his buddy, uh, his roommate, used to build these, build pro-touring uh, pro cars together. He went to work for uh, General Motors. I think his buddy was two. And then his buddy broke off and started the company called Detroit Speed. And his name is Kyle right. Tucker. That's right. Kyle and Stacy Tucker, both also very, very cool people to know. Yes. In the industry. Uh, their, their, their business grew. I remember when they just had like a little tiny little little tent at some of the car shows, and yeah. now their business is huge and well-deserving because they're awesome, awesome people. Uh, let's see here. He's got some really cool cars. One was the Mule, which was featured in 22 consecutive issues of Popular Hot Rodding in 2002 to 2003, as well as Jackass, a yellow 69 uh, Camaro featured uh, in early use of the C6 Corvette ZR1 LS9 crate engine, the Red Devil, which won the 2010 Optima 
Battery's Ultimate Streetcar Invitational. He followed that up with Mayhem in a 67 Camaro that Stilo drove to the 2012 Optima Batteries Streetcar Invitational Championship. The dude knows how to build cars. <laughs> and he does not screw around when he does it. Nope. I've nope. actually got, there's a book um, that he wrote with uh, a friend, one of the guys from TechFX. Um, let's see here. Just to, Let me see if I can find it real quick while we're thinking. Of, oh, yeah, it's called, um, uh, did, well, no, it's called, Detroit, oh, okay. Pro Touring Engineered Performance, Building, no, that's not it either. But okay, so it's a different book. But it's building the mule, and the mule is one of the greatest, in my opinion, pro touring cars ever. Okay. Um, it's just just so smooth and clean. So anyway, while I'm looking up looking for the yeah, it's it's uh oh shit, is it hard to find? <laughs> Holy crap! On Amazon, five used from starting at one hundred and ninety nine dollars, one new from five hundred and thirty five dollars. Here's the deal. Um. My mine is signed by both Mark Stilo and Will Hansel, the guys that put it together, put the wow. book together. Wow! It's really it, it's it's a really cool book because it shows a glimpse inside his garage, his own personal garage, and he just has like a two car garage. Maybe it's a three car tops, but he's got like he builds all his cars in his own garage, and now he's building another car. He is. Um, Hellfire was his latest. A 1969 Camaro that upped the performance ante with a number of carbon fiber body panels that shaved 120 pounds off the nose and improved the front-to-weight ratio uh, balance to 51 to 49. It was also powered by a 957 horsepower supercharged 7.0 liter LS engine. OMG. <laughs> it said in one date it occurred $2,000 in paint damage from stones and other debris kicked up on the track. That's racing. I um, absolutely realize that's part of racing, but it's also something you can't help but think about when $20,000 or more is invested in body work and paint. <laughs> I am definitely, I am going to link this up in the show notes. This is a super Chevy article. You guys should all read it. There's pictures in here as well. Mark's a great guy. He, he is a great, you know what? Not only does he build them, he can drive them. Oh, yeah. He drives all his own cars when he yeah. races. He doesn't yeah. build them and let somebody else pilot them. Right. Mark's just a cool guy in general. And if he's listening to the show, which I think he does from time to time, if he hears me gush about him, he's probably going to get mad at me. So, hey, good job, Mark. Keep it yeah. up and can't wait to see your next creation. Yep. That's awesome. Man, cool. Oh, man. Now we can we can go from Mark Stilo to a sixth generation ZL1 drive. So we got a YouTube video here that came out this week. And I can't remember... If this guy, he, I know I've seen him at many media events. Uh, if he's a journalist for Autoblog or Motor Trend, I know it's one of those. I'm pretty sure. He's driving a automatic, one of the 10-speed automatic ZL1s. He's on like like figure eight cone track um, that they did at the media event last week. The car is phenomenal. Yes. Did you see how fast he was hitting those gears? <laughs> Crazy. He hit like three... Like uh, like three gears in a row on a straightaway. <laughs> it was like, bang, 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 bang. Oh, man. Oh, I can't wait to see these cars out, the 10-speed the autos out. I know the, I know the, the, uh, the six-speed manuals have been being delivered to the dealership. Holy cow. Hmm. If I was to get a new ZL1, that would be what I would get. Now this pisses me off. Why? Why is that? 
Because I had my last Camaro, my 2010 Camaro. It's the first automatic Camaro I've ever owned. And I got all kinds of hell from people <laughs> in the YouTube community that's still happening to this day. Of course. For a video that I posted because I'm not man enough to drive a real car and blah, blah, blah. And things about my mother and my wife and, yeah. and my genitalia <laughs> that may or may not be existing because I have an automatic Camaro. Yep. And I said, okay, you know what? N not because of that, but you know, I did the thing. But I do miss having a manual transmission. And so... When I sold my previous Camaro, I said, you know, my, my next Camaro, I might go back to manual. I think I just miss having that control over the car and everything. Yeah. And now it's like, hey, guess what? Driving an automatic is the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> well, it's the uh, fastest thing in the world. That's for sure. Hey, kicking back to our previous thing, if you just go to markstilo.com, you can buy his book for twenty six ninety five. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there you go. It's a neat book. It's just a neat book. It's like it's just kind of book you just want to sit and read and go, this is how he does this. Wow. It, it's it's really cool. And it's got the mule right on the cover. I love that yeah. car. But what was the one he had? Was it, there was another one. It was like something Penny. Was it? Bad Penny. That was, no, that was. Um, Somebody else's? That's um, Stephen Rupp. Oh, yeah. Stephen Rupp. That's right. Yeah. He, he used to be a member of the CamaroZ28.com message board, if I remember right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Bad Penny. So anyway, um, so yeah, back to. um. That ZL1, you you think you well you've got an automatic now. Oh that's yeah, the eight speed automatic, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A, it's, it's eight, right? Yep, eight, eight speed automatic. Yep. Yep. But that ten speed is it. just a different animal altogether. It it's, sure it's, is. It's, it's more than just two more gears. Yeah. Wow. So, you think we'll see a Z28 at the Detroit Auto Show? I don't think so. There's speculation that we won't even see that new Corvette we were talking about last week. Yeah. At the Detroit Auto Show. Although, I don't know. It opens up this weekend to media, and um, I'm going to be heading to the show Tuesday, and uh, I'll see what's up. I'll see what's up. There's no... Cool. I haven't, I'm not hearing a lot, of, a lot of buzz. No, not like it used to be. No. No. Do you know the, 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 the usual, you know, North American International Auto Show is coming to Kobo Arena, downtown Detroit, and, you know, the, the, that kind of stuff, but... I don't know. That's it. Mm. That's it. But well, I expect a full report in next week's episode. You betcha. You betcha. <laughs> if I see some good, cool Camaros, I'll post some pictures on our Facebook page, too. There you go. Oh, boy. We do. We got some voicemails here. <laughs> well, I guess we better get into it, because I think we skipped them last week, because we had such a packed show talking about end-of-year stuff. We did. And here we go. Hey, guys. Merry Christmas. This is Dr. Damon Cullen in California. I uh, just want to say hi. Enjoy li listening to the show. Um, I wanted to comment on the Z01. Um, my wife and I went to the Eliado show um, a couple weeks back and um, wanted to check out the Z01 along with a couple other cars. And man, the car looks way better in person uh, than in the pictures. They have the red one there that um, I think has been going around the auto shows <clears throat> that have the carbon fiber hood insert and Carl sees the suede and carbon fiber interior, and it looked really, really good. Um, we sat in it for a while. Um, I told my wife, I said, we need to get out of this car because the longer I sit in it, the more that I want it. Um, I never thought I'd want to trade in my fifth gen for a sixth gen, but man, I was really thinking about it. And then to top it off, my wife says to me, well, um, if you want to trade in your car for this one, you can. So I was thinking, hmm, well, you know, Krypton Green 
having fiber uh, trim and stuff, I think I could probably do that. And then so we got out of the car and she walked around to look at the vehicle information and then she saw the price and said, uh, you're not spending that much money on a car that doesn't fit our family. So there we go. That's the other one for me. <laughs> so, but yeah, the car looks great in person. Uh, looks really, really good. Um, I can even overlook the spoiler. I prefer the spoiler on the 108, but, um, anyway, um, not for me at this moment in our lives. So, and Jason likes that Grand Cherokee SRT8. They had a white one there. My wife really liked that one too. So, anyway, hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. Congratulations to Team Chevrolet, Team Camaro, for such an outstanding car. The car looks great. Um, wish I could have one, but I will be, uh, happy that I have a fifth gen, uh, Synergy Green vehicle. Uh, that does not fit my family that I get to keep. Anyway, guys, uh, take care. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Bye. Dr. Damon. Well, there it is. <laughs> you I think, has, I, you, I think you, you, you mentioned him in a previous show. Uh, when we were talking about Krypton Green, you're like, see, Dr. Damon, he can upgrade to a Krypton Green 6th Gen. Well, CL1 is out of his price range. He, see, he should have started with the Grand Cherokee SRT8, because I think those are like 70000 $75,000. What? Should have started with that. What? That's nuts. I think they are. That's nuts. That's crazy. And then I know. when she says, hell no, then you go over to the Camaro ZL1 and say, well, this thing will destroy that, that yeah. Grand Cherokee. And it's only sixty two. It's It's $10,000 less. Yeah. There you go. Dude, you got to stay one step ahead of her. Doesn't explain why I don't have... Yeah. Um, Ready for another voicemail? Yeah. Good, good voicemail, Doctor D. Yeah. Hope you can figure out a way to get in that. Uh, in that. Uh, no, this it actually SRT eight starts at sixty five six, so about the same. Okay. All right. All right. Here's the next one. Hey Chris. Hey Jason. It's Christmas Eve. Just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And I just noticed today I saw an article on Autoblog referring to an LT5 engine slated for 2018 in the Corvette. Do you think this engine could make its way over to Z28 duty? That is all. Well, we talked about this last week, so I guess uh, the voicemail is just, uh, I guess we waited a little bit too long to play it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, buddy. Yeah, Josh, um, we talked about it last week, and I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Guess we're gonna have to wait and see. All right. It does maybe not the first year, but it doesn't. It's not slated for the first year according to the documents that were found. Yeah, that's that's a short version, but uh, you never know. You never know. All right, you ready for the next one? You got it, punk. Hey, Jason and Chris, Jim Smith from Canada again. I'm sorry for being impolite. That's not what we do up here, but and, and you don't either. I'd forgotten to say Merry Christmas. It's Boxing Day here in Canada, so that's almost Christmas. And Happy New Year for 2017. Wishing you both the best of everything in the game. Thank you for doing everything that you do for all of us. Bye for now. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and Happy Boxing Day to you, Jim Smith, in Canada. It's really funny because I was sitting around going, you know what? That son of a bee, Jim, didn't wish us a Merry Christmas, and he's Canadian. How dare he I not know, I live know. up to the Canadian standards? What is that all about? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Canadian! I'm, that's one. That's one additional thing out of out of only a handful that I miss about living in Michigan. Is so close to my Canadian friends. Yeah, 
yeah. and Tim Hortons. We have zero, zero Tim Hortons down here. <sighs> That's a bummer. You guys need Tim Hortons. Someone needs to grab one of the franchises, bring it down to Tennessee, and it will go crazy. I said the same thing about Las Vegas. I said someone needs to take a Tim Hortons franchise, bring it out to Nevada. That will go crazy. Crazy. So I know we've, we've been spending a couple weeks holding off on the voicemails. But you guys should be getting your voicemails in now. We're, I think we're catching up. We're going to finish them up today. We right. want to hear from you. And this is how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. You know, we also get emails in yeah. for the show. Do, we, yep. do you want to read the email? I sure do. This came from a uh, listener, Harv, in Frankfurt, Illinois. He listens to the Camaro Show on iTunes, and he says the following. Hi, guys. Love the show, but I got to say, in listening to episode number 88, I'm a little disappointed, even angry. You guys have never been to an NHRA national event? Uh, question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. As someone who is obviously a fan of high-performance automobile, you are missing a huge piece of the puzzle. The sound of pure power is something you must hear and feel. Without this experience, you cannot technically say you're car guys. Thank you, Harv. P.S. Route 66 Raceway is a short drive from Detroit. Come on down July 1st. Okay. Well, well Harv. Well, yeah, I, I, can, I can speak for this first. I've right. never been to an NHRA event. What about you? So my first drag, like, like top fuel drag racing event was when I want to say I was five. Um, and that's when I met, um, some of my earliest heroes, Don, the snake Prudhomme and, um, uh, and Don Garlitz and, uh, Tom McEwen, Shirley Muldowney. Um, I, I sat in the little red wagon wheel standing pickup truck. I remember that to this day. I remember actually sitting in it. That was my earliest car memories. And since then I've met John force a few times at, at events, uh, <laughs> Cruz Pendergon, whip phase more. Yeah, I know. Chris has met uh, John Forrest a couple times, too, by shoulder-checking him at SEMA. Acts up purposely. Um, but I've been to more drag racing NHRA events than I can count. Yeah. And you are absolutely right. It's something that just cannot be described in words or in video. You have to see it and feel it to experience it. It is staggering how enormous the atmosphere becomes with when you have a total of give or take 20,000 or more horsepower going by you at 300 miles an hour coming out of just two lightweight yeah. machines. It just can't be described. Yeah. So Chris, you got to do it this year. Yeah. I've never been to like an official NHRA uh, event. Uh, I think one year for the M events, didn't we have Mike Moran at the event and we saw him run his Camaro running sixes. That was, I think the fastest car I think I've seen run like straight in front of my face at the mid-mission yeah. motorplex. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So as you know, what gets you into the 10-second range from the 11-second range is much smaller than what it takes to get you from the 10-second range to the 9-second range. You know, like the, the faster you go, the more it takes to get you faster. Right. So when you see a, a, a high 6 um, pro-mod uh, pro car, yeah, it's really impressive. But when you see a four second top fuel <laughs> funny car it is 10 times that experience wow okay 
So we got to we got to plan, Chris. We got to plan uh, an HRA event this year. Obviously, obviously. Okay, cool. Thanks, Harv, for that uh, email in. Thanks, buddy. Yep. And we've got let's let's uh, go on to some more voicemails here. Cool. Hi guys, this is Anthony from Long Island, New York. Uh, my question to you is, where does GM go from here with respect to the 2017 Camaro? Um, Camaro generations usually run on average seven to ten years, and we're now approaching that mark. I personally don't recognize the sixth gen from the fifth, being that basically the same shell with different cosmetic features, new interior, and basically a bigger engine. I compare this to the second generation from 70 to 81. Yeah, they were different Camaros, but basically the same platform or shell. You can fit doors from a 70, and I believe the hood on an 81 Camaro. Um, so basically, the question lies, when GM finally has to change the body style, where do they go from here? Do they make a quote-unquote seventh gen to mirror the second generation? Or do they completely go in a new direction? Your thoughts on that? Well, thanks, Anthony. Calling in from uh, Long Island, New York. Good so, to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, good to hear from you. So he doesn't basically recognize the sixth generation as a completely different generation from the fifth gen. I He's have to not tell alone. you. I, well, I have to tell you. I mean, it is a completely different car. You can't take a door and put it on a fifth gen to the sixth gen. It's a completely different architecture, different, different platform. Uh, you went from the uh, what was the fifth gen? Was it the uh, the um, the, I know the, the current one's the Alpha platform, right? And the yeah, other one was the Zeta. Zeta. Zeta? Uh, yeah, two completely different cars. Yes, they may still look similar, but they are two different cars. If you put a fifth gen and a sixth gen side by side, the difference is much more striking. Yes. They didn't want to mess up a good thing. They didn't want to alienate some who not only appreciate the fifth gen design, but like to see a, a, a slight evolution instead of a dramatic, drastic evolution. Right. Yeah. There was the, the fifth gen was so popular. They didn't want to go drastically and do something different. What did they say? Evolutionary, not revolutionary. That's right. So what do they, what do you think they're going to do for the seventh gen? I don't know. I think they will go, uh, as another evolution of the sixth generation. Maybe, a little bit more drastic change in design, but I, I I don't think they will mirror a second gen. Kind of like what the fifth gen, you know, it has some styling cues from the the first gen and correct. I don't see them doing that. I really don't. What I what I envision is um, they're gonna refine the ergonomics a little bit better. They're gonna give it more of a backseat. Um, I, th I think that they want to appeal to a slightly broader audience that actually does have a use for that. But I don't think they're going to put that as a primary thing. I think it's going to be almost, um, I think they're going to they're gonna make it smaller a little bit. They're going to package it a little bit better. We're probably going to see more emphasis on that uh, turbo, uh, two liter turbo. Um, who knows if we're even going to have yeah. a V8 in, yeah. the, in the seventh gen. Yep, yep. With, with Mustang going <clears throat> hybrid, yeah. who the heck knows? Exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks for didn't calling you, in, Anthony. Chris, didn't you say that the only thing that is shared from the fifth gen to the sixth gen is the RS badge or the bow tie or the, something the, like the that? The SS badge, and there's two things. It's the SS badge and something else. Was it the bow tie? 
Yeah, it might be the bow tie. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. So good. You know, you're not alone, Anthony, though. A lot of people think the same way you do. Yep. Cool. All right, let's move on to the next voicemail here. Yo, what's up, guys? It's AJ, Razor Mustang, got called in. Uh, hope you guys had a great holiday. Hope you guys have a great New Year's. Uh, I'm starting New Year's in sick, but hey, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, just say hi. Been a while since I called in. And, uh, I wanted to clarify something that you guys mentioned last week about the uh, Hillcats, uh, like the Challenger and the Charger. Like every Charger, you can only get the Charger and an automatic. With the Challenger, you do have an option between an automatic or a six-speed Tremec manual transmission in the Challenger. So you can get a manual transmission and a Hellcat as long as you get a Challenger. And uh, another question I have for you guys, uh, you know, since Chris has his convertible, if you guys had to build a convertible, drag car basically a street strip car what parts would you put in it to you know basically stiffen up the chassis and as far as go fast parts you know if you had to build a convertible to go fast you know what a serious convertible competitive car what would you put into it all right guys talk to you later what's up aj thanks for calling in buddy so he just clarified that you can get a six-speed manual transmission with uh, the Hellcat. So uh, Challenger. Okay, I didn't know right. that. Okay, thank you. Right. And then he wanted to know what we would put into a convertible if we wanted to build it. A roof. I'd yeah. Put a roof on it. I don't know if I'd ever want to build a convertible drag car. Because don't you got to put a cage in it? Not only do you got to put a cage in it, but you got to put a serious cage in it. Um I mean, I, I guess if you're going to build a drag car, you're going to make a serious cage anyway. But having a convertible top down, well, I was just going to say, it, it, it's it's really stupid to have a convertible top down <laughs> when you got a roll cage around you. But shit, that'd look really cool. I don't know. I, I would never but, do it. I would never do it. But if I, I want if I wanted to put a go fast part on 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 my my Camaro, I would probably do a supercharger. That's that's probably what I would do. In fact, let me see here. There was an article out this week. Let me find this real quick. Our good buddy Wesley Parnell sent this to me as well. I sent this. I saw this. Um, GM Authority posted this. You can, can't afford a Chevrolet Camaro ZL1, but you wish for a 600-plus horse, wheel horsepower. A Whipple has just announced a 2.3-liter supercharger that could do the trick. Uh, so for about $7,700... Uh, you can uh, be faster than a ZL1. Maybe that corner as good as one, but uh, as uh, as fast. Let's put a Weeple on my Camaro, man. Yeah, Whipple. There you go. Weeple. Yeah. Weeple. <laughs> I don't know where the hell that came from. I really don't. I don't know. Whipple. Whipple, Whipple. Yeah. All right. We got one more voicemail to get through here. Here we go. All right. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jason. It's Josh from Louisville. Not completely Camaro related, but I saw an article today on Jalotnik saying that the Mustang Ford's looking at using hybrid technology in the future. I'm curious to see your thoughts on that and how that might trickle into the Camaro lineup as well. Look forward to listening to the show. Thanks. Thanks for calling in, Josh. Hey, didn't we just didn't we just kind of touch on that a little bit? I did indeed. <laughs> Wasn't it just announced this week that uh, uh, Ford was going to be doing some uh, hybrid stuff? Yeah. And I, I applaud them for being pioneers and taking that risk. 
I wonder what the Camaro and just Chevrolet team in general is thinking about that. I, I, I'm thinking they've probably already done something. I'm thinking they probably already did something. You know, there's a lot of stuff we don't know of, some stuff that's been going on behind the scenes. The seventh gen for all we all know, all we know is already built. <laughs> that's true. Right. You know, the sixth gen's been out for a year now. Oh, then then they, they got something built. Exactly. I because mean, I specifically, gen- yeah, as to Al, when the sixth gen was launched, hey, Al, how long was it when you did the fifth gen? Did you start working on the sixth gen? And I can't remember what he said exactly, but I want to say six six months, something like that. We were already working on the sixth gen. It's like, duh, man. You know, the man does not sleep. You got to be, you got to be two steps ahead all the time, all the time. Settlemeyer was the F-Bot father. Oppenheiser is the Camaro vampire. He does not sleep. <laughs> the Camaro vampire. That's right. <laughs> like Al, it. I'm calling you out on that. <laughs> Camaro vampire. The vamp. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, it, it's a bold move. Um, I hope it pays off. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> well, we got through all the voicemails. Oh, finally, we're caught up. All caught All up. right. So we got to move on to pretty much, it seems like almost a trend now, Jason's Corner at the end of the show of miscellaneous stuff going on, <laughs> which is good, which is good. Um, hey, attention, guys. Uh, we'd like to hear about any of your Camaro shows coming up, yes. specifically Camaro shows uh, this year. We want to help promote those. We want to help um, in any way we can to get the word out about them. So if you have a Camaro show that you attend in your state or area that's, you know, worth mentioning, by all means, give us a call to the show and let us know so we can help you uh, kind of get the word out and get, uh, you know, get some momentum behind it. We're here to help. Exactly. Um, you don't need to call and let us know if you go to the, the, the Michigan F-Body event. We, we know about that. Camaro Superfest, uh, Camaro Five Fest. You know, those are some of the big shows that we... Um, that we talk about in Atlanta. Yeah, we talk about every year. So right, yeah. There's got to be more than just those, though. You right. know? Exactly, so we, exactly. We more about them. You know, do the boys so, in Las Vegas get together for a, an event? You know, California is a pretty big state. There's gonna be NorCal, SoCal. You know, they got to have some kind of something going on there. So what about Texas? Yeah, Texas. Arizona. Yeah, you know, all all you people with white vehicles because. <laughs> Getting anything darker is just uh, just suicide. All you people who have good weather all year round, how come there's no oh. Camaro shows in the middle of winter? That's right. Huh? 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 Sup? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Break yourself. Whatever Break yourself, fool. All right, we got to wrap up with well, kind of a kind of a sort of kind of down note. Um, to twenty sixteen, everybody's making a big deal about all the celebrities that we lost. Yeah. And. Well, hell, my argument is, okay, that's that's tragic, but let's also not forget to pay attention to the people we didn't lose, like, you know. Us. <laughs> everybody. Right on. But uh, on Chevy Hardcore, they did put a feature that I think is is, is deserving. It's uh, great hot rodders that we lost in 2016. And mm. I'm just going to give a quick rundown. Sure. Uh, Chris, you'll link this up in the show notes. Absolutely. David Parks, um, Wally Parks' youngest son. 63 years old, involved in land speed pursuits and a member of the Southern California Timing Association 200 Mile Per Hour Club, racing a twin-turbo second-gen Camaro. Um, Richard Magoo, Magoo, uh, I can't say his last name, 
never could. Pioneer in slot car industry when the cars were in their prime, but also known for highly detailed hot rods that you could show and drive every day. Often referred to as the father of the high boy. If you know what kind of car that is, then you'll know who this guy is. Frank Curry. Hmm. Um, Curry Enterprises. Um, huge part of the modular rear-end replacement in the automotive world. Bill Hines uh, died peacefully in his sleep May 20th, 2016. Famous for chomping on the El Producto Puritanos Finos cigar while working. Had a natural skill with the old customizing process of letting a car. Started building his own cars after dro- dropping out of high school in 1941 and started work at a local gas station in Lincoln Park, Michigan. In hmm. every car, he said, should be candy red with tan or white accents. Um, Louis Center, May 28, 2016, passed away. Not enough can be be said about the industry giant that sought to work behind the scenes and away from the public's audulation. A quiet man that looked to solve problems and issues that others had given up on. Um, Soapbox Derby's Gilmore Oil Company before he uh, graduated from high school went to work at Byron Jackson Oil Company. Let's see here. Um, Started his own shop doing business with legendary car builder like Frank Curtis and eventually George Barris. A huge list of names that he's worked with. <coughs> Excuse me. Art Chrisman, July 12th. Um, drag, first driver, uh, let's see here. He managed to coax, uh, first first um, driver, dragster driver to hit the 140 mile per hour mark. Um, first to take a dragster over 180. And just a lot of first with this guy. Um, Michael Gijay, uh, I can't, can't get this name right. American race car driver, race car builder, hot rod enthusiast, industry legend. Uh, in Fresno, um, John Diana, September 28th, uh, eventually moving to the hotbed of drag racing, Southern California. He got a job at Hot Rod Magazine, uh, worked as an editor for Hot Rod, Carcraft, Motor Trend, among others. Brock Yates, we talked about this not too long ago, passed yep. away October 5th, 82 yeah, years did. old. Editor, car and driver, pit reporter for CBS, uh, 14 books ranging from Harley Davidson motorcycles to the Indy Motor Speedway history. Um, Arlen Curtis, son of fabled race car builder Frank Curtis. Uh, huge line of um, boats that held many racing records. Um, le- we're talking legendary people here that probably most people that listen to the show don't know because they're all good old hot rodders, you know. But they were all incredibly inf- influential. And think about the people that we're talking about now. We're talking about Oppenheiser. We talk about Settlemeyer. We talk about talk about Jason Port. And we talk about what we did with CamaroZ28.com back in the day. We're all kind of pioneers in our own way. Yeah. So it's good to pay some homage to these guys. Absolutely. Um, if you go to RodAuthority.com, according to this article, you can catch a lot more details um, of, of, you know, they're like classic car stuff. But uh, you can check this, check it out in the show notes. Read about these great, great pioneers of, of racing that I wish I could have met more of. Hmm. So the, the original trailblazers. That's right. Yeah, we're talking, you know, the the birth of hot rodding, the birth of drag racing, and it's that generation where they're all kind of, kind of, you know, fading off. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, it's the start of 2017, as we said in the beginning of the show. So new beginnings. Uh, 2016 was a good year, though. 2016 was a good year. You know, the neat part is, is that every single one of these guys were in their golden years. Every single one of them. That's good. They not, lived a fruitful life. Not killed in their tragic, 
you know, Jim James Dean style. So yeah, rock on. Yeah, cool. Well, I think that leads us to the end of our show. We are way over time this week, but that's okay. Sorry, we are caught up on our voicemails. Um, so get them well, in, that, guys. Get them in. That means, yeah, that means we. That means we're ready. Open, open queue. We're ready to go. Open queue. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Anything else from you? Well, I think that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, again, I hope you had a great uh, New Year's. And um, be back next week with more Camaro crap. Yep. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!